Well, good evening. Uh, I'm going to start off with something else first, but if you guys would like to turn to Luke 16:10, that's going to be the main verse I'm going to speak on, and then we're going to go to Daniel after that. On a side note, I just want to thank you guys for praying for the Boys Brigade. Uh, Mr. Malenga's church has uh, contacted me and wanting to start their own Boys Brigade, so that's another one that's going to start up. And uh, as far as I know, Riverside, we're still going strong. Um, some people are from Riverside, so I've got to watch out what I say this time uh, as I speak. But uh, if you guys just uh, can keep Mr. Malenga's church in uh, prayer as we start our next step towards them starting their Boys Brigade. Um, they have a group of 10 that they would like to um, start going into the battalion. And then also they have a smaller group, so they would kind of like our Awanas, but it would just be for our boys. So if you can keep that in prayer. Um, my message tonight, I want to speak on being faithful in the little things to being faithful in the big things. And obviously that's found in Luke 16.10. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. Now it's talking about mammon, which is money. That's the interpretation of this verse. It's talking about when you have a little bit of money, what do you do with it? Do we go out and waste it on the, the next fad that's out there? Shoes, uh, video games for guys, I guess. Uh, phones, um, whatever it may be, cars. Uh, do we waste our money what we're given? Um, or do we use it for the Lord so then the Lord will give us more blessing? Um, when it talks about being faithful in the big things, it's talking about spiritual treasures. It's talking about if he gives us money and we do good with that, what more blessings will we get? Uh, what will the Lord do more um, to test us, kind of? Um, and if we're faithful in the small things, then are we going to be faithful in the bigger things? Um, if we're unjust in the small things, we tend to be unfaithful in the bigger things, right? Now, if you guys wake up in the morning and you go, okay, I'm kind of tired, so... I'll hit the snooze like two more times, and I'll wake up, and then I'll go to work, or I'll go to school. Or do we wake up and say, wow, you know, I kind of woke up a little earlier. Um, let's read a chapter before uh, we go to school. Now, if you didn't read, most likely you're going to be tired throughout the day because you hit the snooze button, and it's going to drag on throughout the whole day, and usually your day is lost. But if you read, usually you're more uplifted, you're, you're thinking more about spiritual things, um, and this is something that I've been fighting in my own life. So I chose this, this verse because when Mr. Fairg asked me to speak, I you know, automatically went straight to the Lord that night and said, you know, what would you have me speak on since I had um, a month to decide? Well, it just so happened to be that that Wednesday when I went to Boys Brigade, I showed up and, you know, I was talking to the guys that, if we're faithful to be reading, we were asking who has a devotion, and none of the kids raised their hand. I said, well, who, who read their Bible? No hands went up. I was like, well, if you guys just read your Bible, you guys could give a devotion on what you read. Like, this is what I read, this is what I got out of it. So none of them had a devotion. So right after that, we went into book time. Well, then I looked around and I said, well, who's, uh, who's giving the message today? And they all looked at me. I'm like, oh, man, I totally forgot it was my turn. And so I was sitting there, I was like, 
this isn't good. I just told them to be ready. And uh, thankfully, I had read the book of Daniel, which we're going to turn to now, and kind of look over um, some of the stories here and show how um, Daniel and his friends were shown to be faithful. Now, if you turn to Daniel chapter 1. Now, I had read this, so I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do a message on that. And I was listening to Air One, and they were talking about being faithful in the small things and the big things. I was like, okay, I read Daniel, faithful, there, we got a message. And so I started speaking on that for uh, three weeks. So I'm going to give you a condensed version of what I've been speaking on for the past three weeks. And uh, in Riverside, they know that I tend to go a little overboard uh, I tend to go over my allotted time, so Mr. Farrag, you know, let me know when you want me to stop, and that's when I'll stop. So if we look at just uh, Daniel 1.1, 1, 1. in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. So right off the, right off the bat, we have this king that went into a other territory and took it over. Now that's... Nothing new to our world. Uh, that happens all the time. Countries go into other countries and they take over places. Well, now if we look at um, verse 4, he talks about how the king takes the best men and actually leaves the poor people and, and all the rest. I won't say ugly, but it does tend to go that way because they take all the good-looking people. So who's left? You know, you don't know. But um, they take all the good ones for themselves. And they leave the others. And so Daniel happened to be one of these guys that were young, no blemish, good looking, uh, gifted in wisdom. And if you look at verse 8, Daniel chapter 1, 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine that he drank. So now when you go into a new country, there you have the king and... The king's like, okay, you know, I've taken you guys over. You're in my land. Um, we're eating this, this food, and so you guys get a portion of that. But Daniel said, no, 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 no. Most of this food would have been stuff that they couldn't eat um, when they're talking about defiling themselves. Some of this would have been food that's been either offered to an idol or it would have been food um, that was considered unclean for um, Daniel's people. So he said, you know what, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. It's a small thing, right? You would think um, what, what you eat, you don't really think about that. This afternoon we all made the decision what we're going to eat for lunch, right? I mean, it's not really that big, right? But for Daniel, it was, it was something that he thought that this is what he should do. And so he said, you know what, I'm not going to have any of this. So um, if you look at verse 12 to 13, he said, okay, you know what, I know that I don't want to eat it. You guys don't want to die because I'm doing something that's against what you're supposed to let me do. So um, Daniel said, here's a compromise. Te- uh, and in verse 12, please test your servants 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. And then uh, verse 13, then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portions of the king's delicacies, and as you see fit, deal with your servants. So now they're going to 
separate themselves. Okay, you guys eat the king stuff. We're going to eat vegetables and water. You guys have that food and wine. Um, after 10 days, examine us. I mean, that's pretty simple, right? Um, that way, it's kind of like a compromise. That way, that guy doesn't get killed. And if they turned out to be weaker and not fit, then they can deal with them as they please, uh, whether it be imprisonment or uh, what other heinous stuff that they do in this book. So what happens? Like we said, it's a small thing. It's just food. But Daniel thought it something much different. So if you look at verse 15, and at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate of the portion of the king's delicacies. So even after the testing, they appeared even better than the, the people that ate the king's food. So we can see now that, that God wants us to be faithful in the small things. He'll, he'll help us through even the smallest of things. What we might seem small might be big in God's eyes. He can say, hey, I can use this um, for so much more if, that you guys can even imagine. Back then, Daniel probably wasn't thinking that this could apply to us today. You know, he was thinking, okay, you know, something might happen before then. But for us, we can apply this to our own lives. And as you look, he comes before the king, and the king examines him and says, wow, you know, he was found ten times wiser than any of, um, in verse 20, he was found wiser ten times than any of their magicians or um, astrologers. And so not only did God make them look better, but he made them smarter, you know. So I don't know what that says about eating king's delicacies. If it makes the king dumb, I don't know. That's something else. But if we go to chapter 3 now, so you think, you think the food would be a small thing. So now what would be considered big? In the Bible, we always think of faithful men. Well, what, what makes a person faithful men? Is it because they're loyal? Because what they stand up? Uh, they stand up for what they believe in? Is it because they actually do what they say? Does that make them faithful? You have, you know, Abraham and Isaac, you know, Abraham was faithful, and he was going to kill a son, right? And so the angel stopped him. You have Noah being faithful to build the ark, even though they've never heard of rain. Um, you have the, the stories of Daniel. You have David and Goliath. He was faithful to go up against Goliath. So what makes it faithful? And who is our extreme example of faithfulness? It's our Lord, right? He was faithful to even die on the cross for us, right? He was faithful to the end. So for us... How, how does that compare? Well, now, if we look in uh, chapter 3, uh, first verse, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose weight was 60 cubits and its width was six, uh, six cubits, or its height was 60 cubits. So he made this big image. And obviously we know the story um, that he said, when you hear the music, you're going to bow down to this image. Okay, well, food is one thing, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. We said it's a small thing. But now you're telling these guys to go against what they believe in, okay? Um, obviously, the Ten Commandments, right? Don't have any other God before me. So now this is a big thing. Now they're saying, wow, you know, I could just simply bow down or I can stand up for what I believe in. And for us, we have to think about what's, what's the big things that, that we compromise or what are the big things that we have to stand up to, in our own Christian lives. Well, the world, right? We have to stand up for what we believe in, right? We can't just say, oh, you know what? 
Um, we can interpret the Bible kind of this way, so we're going to cut a corner here and there. But doesn't it say in Revelations not to add or to take away from the Bible? So we can't cut corners, right? We have to stand up for what we believe in. So it's either 100% or it's 0%. It's not one of those things you can do half and half. And the Bible tells us that, right? If we're faithful in the small things, we'll be faithful in the big things. And um, as we go down, verse 3. And so it says that after all these, uh, verse 3, all these people gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So he gathered all the people and he said, look at this image. You know, we're going to bow down to this. And we're going to go down to, um, in verse uh, 4 to 6, he talks about how they will fall down and worship it um, immediately. And those that don't will be thrown into the furnace. Okay, that's kind of extreme, right? You're going to, it's either bow down to that or you're going to burn over there. I mean, what would you choose? You're like, is there any halfway? Can I just go this way, not maybe bow down, not go there, but is there like prison men or something, something, a lighter punishment? But one day we're going to have the same thing, right? One day we're going to have to stand up for what we believe in. The government's, you know, kind of going the wrong way. So soon we might have to do the same thing, stand up for what we believe in. And it might not be a furnace, but it might be, you know, death, right? If we don't if this says, okay, well, don't follow the Bible and you'll live, or you could follow the Bible and you'll die. I mean, that's kind of what they're going up against right now. Chapter 3, verse 12. And there was a certain Jewish, there were certain Jews, whom you have set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. So now these three men said, you know what, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in, we, we did something kind of small with the food, but now this is something big. We're going to stand up for what we believe in. And uh, in verse 13, the king was mad, right? If you said, hey, Ricky, bow down to me right now, and he didn't do it, well, I'd be mad. Not really, but uh, the king was furious. He was just like, hey, come on, man, what's, what's going on? You guys didn't bow down. So verse 14, the king pulls him up in front of him and says, is it true, you know, is it true that you guys are not doing what I, what I told you to do? And he goes at the very end. Look at verse, um, at the end of what he was saying, uh, at the end of verse 15. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Now it's kind of like taunting them, right? It's kind of like saying, hey, okay, you, you stood, up to, stood up to me about this, this idol, but uh, who's going to save you? Ultimately, in verse 16, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have uh, no need to answer you in this manner. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, will be able to deliver us from the burning furnace. He's saying, you know what, you can make fun of me all you want, but I know that the person that I'm faithful to, the person that I'm standing up for, will deliver me. And ultimately, uh, we know the... This story, they were, the king was so furious, he said, okay, you know what, right now, heat, heat this furnace up seven times the regular amount. And it was so hot that when they opened it up, the people that were supposed to take the three and throw them in died just from the flames. So when the three were thrown in, you go, okay, well, if that guy died, then obviously the three that got pushed in further are going to die too. 
But it says even with all their clothes, uh, with all their clothes, their turbans, their um, trousers, and all their other garments. So they had loose clothing that could have easily caught on fire. I mean, the only other thing they could have do is like douse them in, in oil and thrown them in. But even with all that clothing and, and they were bound with their hands, they still had no... Um, in verse 26, and it says, And uh, King Nebuchadnezzar came and said, The ser- uh, servants of the Most High God, come out, come out here. And when he came out, verse 27, they saw these men whose bodies the fire had no power, and their hair on their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. And this is, this is the thing that I think is the most crazy. The smell of fire was not even on them. Like when you're at camp, you're next to the fire, you're going to smell like smoke. You're going to smell like the fumes. But these guys didn't even smell like fire. And we know that King Nebuchadnezzar said, hey, didn't I throw three in, but now there's four. Where did this other guy come from? So it shows that, that God's always there with us. Through the small things, through the big things. We have small things in our lives that we have to make choices. Am I going to read this morning? Am I going to pray? Am I going to wake up early? Am I going to um, read these verses so I can give the gospel later on? And then are we going to be faithful in the bigger things? Um, what career to go in? Um, leading that person to Christ. Um, doing those uh, programs that help the kids hear the gospel. So that, that was something that was on my mind. Um, I actually went faster than what I thought, which is unusual. Um, but th- this was something that was on my mind because, like I said, I was caught off guard. When they said that, hey, it was your turn to speak, and I was looking around, and I'm like, okay, well, I can throw something together. Because I was faithful to read the book of Daniel, I had that story that I could tell them. And because I was listening to Air One on the way to school instead of not having any music or listening to different music, I was able to hear how I can apply what they were talking about and the book of Daniel to give a message. And I know that most of the kids uh, enjoyed it. I don't know. You can ask Seth in the back. He heard this multiple times. Um, So I'm just going to leave it at that just to think about what are small things in our lives? What are big things in our lives? What can we be faithful in the small things and how can we be faithful in the big things? Um, that was something that has just been on my mind for the last uh, couple months. So uh, that I'll give it to Mr. Ferry.